Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Hi guys and welcome, welcome to episode number three of the Punch Touch podcast. Episode number three, (laughs) revenge is black and white. Welcome to episode number three, revenge is black and white. And if you know boxing, then you know exactly what I mean by that statement, folks. Honestly, revenge is black and it comes in the frame of my man called Dylan White. And it was a a good piece of revenge. It it really was. He kind of started off, he finished off how, how he started. Yeah, before he got knocked out, before Dylan got knocked out with a beautiful shot, he was dominating a fight. He was absolutely dominating a fight. And that may have been part of the factors of why he got complacent, of why he allowed this Olympian, former Olympian. This is an old elite guard boxman. Yeah, he's, 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 you know what? I don't even think that's a proper word, boxman. But I think think people know what I'm talking about. This is an elite operator that has been operating at a high level for a long time. He let him in. And when you let him in, yeah, it was like a lead. I think it was a lead left uppercut that moved into your bedroom. Yeah. And, and you got kicked out. And that's what happened. Really, really beautiful shot. But I, I love the way Dylan operated in that. So that's what we're going to talk about today, guys, amongst other things. I want to welcome my guest. This is the second time he's been on the show. This guy is an absolute, no offense, bro. No offense. But I think you're a little bit of a nerd. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I do. I mean that in a good way. You are. You are a nerd. And you, you're... You, you're um, Appreciate the, the, it, man. No offense to you. Yeah, you know what I mean, innit? The data that you have and the information that you have is because you love the sport itself. You love the sport. And so you, you've got a real good amount of data and information. Everybody, welcome, 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 Ash. How are you doing, Ash? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach T. Thank you for having me on the show again. Uh, firstly, I'd just like to congratulate Dylan White again, man. It was uh, it was a brutal finish. And that's all I can really say for now until we get into the nitty-gritty of it. But it was brutal. And that's what made it beautiful. Pure brutality. It was. It was. You sent me you sent me a message. I remember you sent me a message saying you saying that Dylan is a bad, bad man. Definitely. <laughs> He's a bad man. <laughs> the guy's a bad man. He's like one of the most... <laughs> exciting heavyweights to watch right now just in every fight you're guaranteed a great fight or a great finish something great is gonna happen he does he brings the smoke doesn't he he brings the smoke he brings the fire he's like a volcano it's like the wild wild west literally it's like it's like cowboys again it's just going Mm. in there full steam ahead he doesn't care who it is but he's always ready to have a terror it's just so exciting very true you get your money's worth every single time I agree, hundred percent, definitely. Great, great. It was, it was a good fight to watch. Um, I'd like to ask you, Ash. First question: uh, Did you think, did you think he had any nerves? 
um, going into that second fight after what happened to him? I think, yeah, from, I mean, the first round, whether, I don't know, like, whether there were some external things playing into it because he came out with, obviously, the Marvin Hagler um, robes, rest mm. in peace. Um, he came out with them. He, look, he looked all right, but also, I think the way the whole arena was set up, it was quite a small arena. Gibraltar was quite small, obviously. And mm. he looked a bit awkward because normally when his theme comes on, he's shrouded in darkness before the flames come up and everything. But I think he sort of looked a bit awkward just standing there waiting to come down through the walkway. Mm. It was only a short walkway. So I don't know if he was just like feeling a bit, oh, what am I doing? Should I just go to the ring already? Because it's just a sh short walk. Um but as soon as it was. It was. A, it was a little bit awkward, like like a blind date. Yeah. Like the first time you've met her, and it, um, I don't know. Do I kiss her on her cheek? Do I kiss? Her? <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure. Like, exactly. hello, hi. <laughs> yeah. Like, come from an Eddie Hearn show. That I think that was a slight, slight criticism. Apart from that, everything was good. But from an Eddie Hearn mm. perspective, he normally puts on some great shows. Even this one was great. But I think maybe there could have been a bit of um, some tweaks adjusted to the ring walk, just to like sharpen it up a bit, make it smooth. But Aside from that, I think when when White came in, I think he just really wanted to get this out of the way, because from the start, mm. from the opening bell, he wasn't his. He it wasn't like the last fight. He didn't come out as he was actually quite slick in the last fight. I thought he was very certain. Yes, what I he agree. Was doing. But this, he, he was, was just full violence. Oh man, Maximum he, he violence. was. That's all it was. Yeah, I. I agree with you, hundred percent. Ash, personally, I thought he would have been, I thought he would have, he he'd have been like his first time, the first time in, mm. in the first fight. He was cautious but um, deliberate. Yeah, deliberate, cautious, and he was touching. He was touching. It was the best I've ever seen. I've ever seen um, him box in that first fight. Like because he was patient, he was precise. He, Agreed, he, he was yeah. really. He was really working him, but this one it was like I'm like he he went for him rago like he went for him. Yeah, th like, this was like away. a Dylan White that we haven't seen like for a, for a while. Like he, like I mean, usually he turns up this heat in around the fifth mm. sixth round, but this this he just went for the from the yes. start. Those bolo punches coming up. in like bang bang, yes, going for it. Very true. You're, you're absolutely right. And he was he was patient with it still. I, I must admit, it, it didn't look like it didn't look like he was rushing it. No, yeah, it just it, was, it just looked yeah. like it just looked like I'm gonna be nasty to you tonight. Like I'm not doing overtime. I'm not doing overtime. Yeah. Very spiteful, very spiteful, very mean. Yes. Um yes. he just wanted to finish him. As soon as Pavetkin, I think, lost his footing a bit, he just wanted to go mm. in and like um he caught him a couple of times. I must say, what I must ask you a question as well. What did you think of uh, Pavetkin in there? I didn't. I didn't think. I think that that version of Pavetkin was not the same as the version I saw first for. Yeah. Exactly. Personally, personally, I, I think they were. I I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in the man's shoes, mm. so I don't know what he's feeling. But what I saw on the outside, dude, didn't look right. Yeah. The legs are shaking like that even before he got caught. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look right, bro. Mm. He didn't look right. It was, I don't know whether that's the the COVID thing. He got hospitalized for the COVID thing, or or you had, I don't know if he even had a vaccination. Or some people have like ill turn with a vaccination. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, all I know is that that version of that boxer was not the same as the, the last version of the boxer I saw win the fight. Yeah, like the even the exactly, man. I agree. Like even his. 
the movement, like the inside movement, and trying to get on get on the inside. I don't I don't know from the opening bell. The le- his legs were shaky. He just looked like a sick man. Yeah, like, yeah, um, he weren't moving like that with Joshua, bro. That weren't not the, that yeah, weren't not the, the same guy. Saw against Joshua. Hell no, definitely no not the same guy. He um, he just didn't carry the same presence either. He looked almost. He came in mm. very chilled as he always does, but he just looked. It's almost like he didn't switch on. There was something in it. There was he. It he didn't look the same, did he? Mm. He didn't. He didn't look like he had his full power. That's all I can say. It didn't look like a hundred percent perfection. Yeah. It just. Nah, but maybe he also not, expected yeah. Dylan White to just start off a bit more circumspectly and just like adjust himself so he could take a bit more time to get used to the mm. situation as well. Maybe he didn't expect White to come out all guns blazing as he did. Maybe, maybe, but um, from the fights that I've seen with Povetkin, he usually tries to, at least the first three to four rounds of, of most of the fights I've seen of Povetkin, he usually dominates the tempo. Yeah, he comes out quite quickly, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. he starts quick. If anything, if anything, um, the, the the criticism would be that he fades later on. Mm. He fades later on, but that, that his, his, his tempo, his pattern... I didn't see that. I didn't mm. see that Povetkin traditional tempo and pattern with this fight. He he looked shaky from first round, bro. And he threw some, like, eventually he started throwing some wild, really wild shots, which were, it was like almost like he telegraphed them too, like, too easily. And White, White mm. was able to just get out of the way. I think White made the necessary adjustments regardless, not taking anything away from the, from the victory. True. He um, seemed to cover his chin a lot more as well when he did get yeah. in and close. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely, like his movement was a lot, a lot better. He did everything right. He did everything right, which he had to do in the fight. Um, he did. I didn't really have a criticism of him in that fight. He was very, he was savage, just a savage. And and it was a good savage as yeah. well. It was good. I I just I I yeah. No Controlled offense chaos. to nothing taken away from Dylan. It, I don't think that was the best version. I don't even think that version of Pavetkin was better than the one that beat White in the yeah, first place. Yeah, definitely that the. Pavekin that beat White seemed to be a lot more durable as well. Uh, yeah. Went down, I think, twice, but he still seemed to mm. recover more. Um, and then, yeah, he had his wits about him when he recovered. This guy, like, I mean, fair enough, White was just going in and he hits hard, but he, even before White hit him cleanly, his legs were just wobbling. He I was, was he was wobbly, wasn't he? Got hit and then I saw the replay and I was like... Yeah, oh. and it was like a cuff, though. Yeah. It was like a cuff. That's why I didn't understand. Mm. I was thinking something maybe he's feverish or he's feeling feverish or something. Yeah. 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 For real. True. Could be that. Could be that. But still, um, you know, revenge was black and white and it, and it was a big black guy by the name of Dylan White. <laughs> <laughs> and and he got his revenge rightfully so. That, that was really good. As we move forward, um, that card... On that card, we also had, uh, let's talk about Ricky Hatton's boy. It wasn't his debut, Campbell Hatton. Campbell Hatton, yeah. Against, uh, what's his name? Jesus Ruiz, I think his name was, that he fought. And and he won on points, first fight. Mm. What did you think of the first fight of Campbell Hatton? And and the thing is, his daddy's got a massive shadow. Oh, of course. You know? It's going to be, I think... Mm. I think it's gonna it's, it's hard for any fighter who's who's dad or they've got a famous relative like who's who's uh, been boxing before them. It's all, obviously always gonna be hard for them to live up to that person's shadow for sure. 
Um, personally, I, I mean, in the first, like he showed a few, he showed glimpses of what he could do. Uh, from what I saw, mm. like um, he landed some good body shots here and there. Um, he caused a bit of trouble for Ruiz, I think, in the first or second round. But personally, for me, I didn't see anything anything special at that point. But it's not really a concern just yet because it is his first fight. Um, he, I think, he did admit afterwards uh, he felt very nervous. So um, if we're to take that literally, then he could improve as the fights go on. But he will, it will definitely have to step up his game if he wants to make it at the top level. But, I mean, it is his first fight. He's quite young. He seems to be living the life and not doing a Ricky Fatten where he just balloons up in weight <laughs> um, after each fight. He seems to be really, in that aspect, very disciplined. Um, so, hopefully, he'll just keep getting better and we'll just have to wait and see, you know? Yeah. One one thing I must say for that fight, one thing I did see, uh, the DNA in, in his um, boxing spirit was the body shots. Mm. He he got some body shots on the Spaniard, um, Jose or Jesus Ruiz, however you pronounce it. He got some really good body shots on him, and that and that was reminiscent of his dad's yeah. violent body shot in um, style. I think that left hook to the body. I think in the first round that was a he rocked him slightly in that mm. one for sure. Yeah, and he winced. He winced. Yeah. It was a heavy body shot. You know, I think he just slightly mm, panicked when he just got not panicked, but he would just sort of just become a bit hesitant when it got put on him slightly and then he'd move out but then um, he'd come back with a few he was just slightly hesitant but that I think that's to be expected with anyone's first mm. first fight especially when the world is going to be watching of, because of your second name because of your name they're gonna, there's even more yeah. pressure yeah 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 I agree I agree and I think that's across the board including Chris Eubank Definitely. Jr and, and Connor Connor Ben mm. as well and Conor Ben's done very well after it. Like Eubank has had um great deal of success as well. Um so Yeah, he's got Eubank Jr.'s got a title. Yeah. He's holding a title at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I think it, what's, he, he, what's he got? IB IBO? IB, IBO like yeah. yeah, he's got a title for sure. He's definitely been a title holder in the past, for sure. Um I think he has at the moment, yeah, you're right. Let me just double check that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure he beat. Who did he beat for the title? It was no offense, but I'm sure it was a, a kind of a. Aber weak it was champion the, the Aboriginal title. guy, wasn't it? And he came over here well, on ITV Sport. It was uh, Quinlan. Quinlan. Okay. Robert Quinlan. Reynold Quinlan. Quinlan, that's it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, quite yeah, a durable yeah, 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 opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching and thinking, yes, durable. yes, yes. That's right. That that was one of his superpowers because every boxer has their own yeah. superpowers. Some got speed, some got strength, some got a concussive punch like Wilder, and then you got durable types of people. Mm. It was Quinlan. I remember Quinlan is like he's like a, a light skin. I remember him. I remember watching a fight. Very durable, but he didn't have the arsenal. Mm. So he did. He, yeah, exactly. So from what I've seen, so we, apparently he's got the, yeah. the interim title, the interim middleweight title, WBA. Okay, we've got a WBA, which always it always keeps him in, in a shout for a money fight when you have an interim title. Basically, it's like it's like your kind of like a second placey thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a second place thing. You've got an interim title. And it keeps you up there in it for the real it's like one. a substitute, isn't it? If, like the mandatory goes <laughs> yeah, out, is, you can is. step in. But there's so yeah, many politics going on go. that it doesn't tend to happen. There's a lot of politics. 
exactly and because it carries it because it carries the shout of title as well there's also those those things that come with that it's it's um it's a it's a it's a fickle Definitely. sport he's been calling out he's been calling out triple g uh recently especially for that but it seems to fall on deaf ears because just i don't think it brings what at this age what triple g wants eubank doesn't bring i think triple g just wants the big mm. the big big fights right now at his age yes i think so i think you're right I think you're right. So from from Hatton Campbell, also on uh, the zone matrium combination, we had a super middleweight affair. Did you um, see? Sorry, it's not even on my bad. It's not even on the zone matrium card. This I, be, I believe this was on the Frank Warren card. No, I know I'm bouncing around from That's the script cool. that uh, me and you spoke about, but. Did you know anything about the Zachary Parker and Van Alexander Van? Because you you sent me a message a couple of days ago saying that Devin Alexander may be fighting, and when I looked at it, I discovered that my man's got a brother that boxes. Oh, so it wasn't Devin Alexander; it was a different. It was basically his brother. Oh my it's god! His brother Ash. I saw the picture. Did you know that he has a oh. brother? His brother is like fifteen Four. wins. Four losses, one KO. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I saw it and I looked. Oh, it's his so brother. Devin. It must be Devin Alexander. Yes, yes. You, you only, you were half right, oh, half wrong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he had a, I didn't know his brother existed yeah, until no, you I mentioned no that. Idea. And I did a little I research. I saw Alexander. And yes. Devin Alexander. No, it's um. I think his name you pronounce it like Van. It's a, like a V A U G H N Van. It's not Van Gogh, but it's like Van Vaughn. Vaughn Alexander. Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn. Vaughn Alexander. Vaughn oh, Alexander. Wow, he yeah. sounds like um a Scandinavian yeah. painter. <laughs> he does. He does. Oh. Vaughn Alexander, and he he got devastated by Zachary, Zachary Parker. Parker. Uh, yeah, and and that led me to Zachary Parker, this up and coming super middleweight. Mm. Like he's he's got a bit of a fanfare about him. He's got he's I've never seen Zach box before. It's the first time I've seen it. But the way the media was talking about him, they were really kissing his bum bum. They really were like you know you know when someone's a hot prospect when the media yeah. kisses your oh, bum damn, bum like oh this guy oh oh <laughs> he's this he's that he's so young and his life hasn't been perfect and isn't yeah it, they were proper painting that picture for everyone to take him take mm. him to their hearts and Zachary Parker is um, I'm new to Zach Parker he's 19 wins 14 KOs like he's had a lot of fights I think that tells me. That you've been looked after. Yeah, no, I'm just checking. I'm just checking out his record. Now, I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah, it's got to be twenty wins now, fifteen yeah. KOs, isn't it? I think that's. It's, I think it's one plus on all of them. But you've been looked after, like, and I know you're being looked after, and you know oh, what I mean no, by of that. Course, yeah. When up and coming boxes, they get. Uh, no offense to Frank Warren, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to look at um, Tommy Fury. Like the opponents seem to be just going down. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I think the last guy had no wins that... and 15 losses. <laughs> what do, do you remember? I think it was two fights ago, yeah? yeah. Tommy Tommy Fury, two fights ago. Do you remember he fought this bum? I think it may be the guy that you're talking about. No yeah. offense to the guy. Because first of all, let me just say this. If you step into that square circle, Definitely. you got bollocks, 100%. yeah. You got minerals. If you I'm you know, mm. you are good. Nevertheless, 
there is levels to this yeah. game. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah? Let's be real. There's levels. And the levels are like bum, journeyman, gatekeeper, and then like elite. elite. Yeah. Like, there's levels to it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not me making up the rules again. I'm just saying That's that just there's how levels it is. to the game. That's just and how the levels that they're feeding Tommy, Tommy's being fed <laughs> bums at the moment. <laughs> he is. He's getting fat on bums. It's literally... What I just don't understand, though, with Tommy, just to sort of drift away slightly from the subject quickly, is how mm. normally you'd think the bums will slightly get a little bit better, better, better until they're <laughs> just a tiny bit. The level <laughs> goes up slightly. But this guy literally didn't even have one win. He had, I think, zero zero wins and maybe three draws and 15 losses. I'm sure that's the one where he's, he put his hands up after he beat him and devastated him in like a <laughs> round. I'm sure they gave they gave Tommy the microphone and then he went into like a Love Island speech like, yeah, did everyone like that? Did everyone really enjoy that fight? And there was like a deathly silence, like it was lockdown. Oh. This is before lockdown. It was quiet. Like, it was really awkward. I remember watching that thinking, and I, and I think the people were like, wow. nah, dude, that wasn't the one. Like, it just, Yeah. It, it was it was it was a, a moment where he, he needed a swift taxi out of, out so of apparently the, uh, the mm. I think yeah I've just I've just got him up on box rec now and the I think the guy you're talking about was he'd had 11 losses yeah yeah you're right actually that was the love Island one oh he'd had wow. 11 losses and zero wins so that, that yeah. so that's another one so the, the last few opponents haven't had any wins <laughs> <laughs> And then the first opponent who wow, he fought, that's... just just for comic value uh, to our viewers, had ten wins and one hundred and two losses. What, <laughs> say that again. <laughs> so, ten wins, guys. Ten oh, wins did. and one hundred and two losses. Ten, ten wins out of a hundred and two yeah. losses. Like that is that is active. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how how you how do you let alone box against <laughs> people, but how do you how do you defend against the pressure? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do not know Jeez. what he, I, I just don't know. What what the hell? It's, oh my just, god. Wow. Yeah. You've got us sometimes question mm. And then Frank Warren makes it seem like it's a, a very tough opponent where I don't know. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, putting bombs on seats. But people will pay because, yeah. like we mentioned, Love Islands, Fury name. Uh, so ho- hopefully, yep. I mean, like all the best to Tommy. I hope he um, actually like makes something out of is makes something out of his career and comes up and keeps going on up and keeps winning and eventually starts fighting some big names of substance. Yeah, and as we digress in- into the realm of. Um... Into the realm of not so serious mm. boxing, and I, I, I am not taking back my words. What I'm about to say, this is okay. not serious. Okay, serious. I think boxing. I have a feeling about what you're I'm talking say. about. Tom, yeah, Tommy Fury's potential next opponent may be Logan. Oh, really? Jake, yeah, maybe Jake about, Paul. I should Jake. say not yeah. Logan. Jake, Jake Paul, yeah, not Logan. Sorry, yeah. but Jake Paul. And and I say I, I will not. Use the words of professional boxing and Jake Paul in the same, it's no, not the same level. 
this is nah, this is all this is all YouTube type of TV white collar. This is high level white collar. I'm, I'm, I'll give him that credit. Jake Paul is a high level yeah. white collar opponent. Yeah, you ain't got no, you ain't got no. I don't know what his amateur is. I'll be honest, I haven't even investigated no. that amateur. Yeah, I ain't seen no amateur. I don't even know what you've done pro wise, really. I just know that you're fighting people I that mean, don't usually. Get what I can to. say about Jake Paul is, I'll be honest, uh, like in my spare time, I used to. Uh, what was it? Isn't he a pro? Yeah, so he, Isn't he, he a became pro? pro. Um, and I remember watching his first ever amateur fight against another YouTuber, um, KSI's younger brother. Um, and obviously KSI and Logan Paul is probably the most famous YouTube fight. Um, so Jake Paul fought KSI's younger brother. He then fought, he turned pro and fought uh, Gib, who's another YouTuber. Um, Gib didn't belong at that level, no offence to him. Wait, wait, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, he, he fought, start again, start again for me now. You, you saying KSI's he fought younger who? brother named Deji. Uh, and what was it, that amateur? Was, amateur, was yeah. it amateurs or pro or what? It was an amateur fight. Okay, amateurs is amateurs. Yeah. Well done. That's good. That's still learning your craft. That's still learning your craft. And then he turned pro. And when he turned pro, what he didn't fight another, another pro. He YouTuber fought, who also uh, became pro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he <laughs> so then he turned pro and then fought another. I fought a YouTuber, another YouTuber that also yeah. turned pro. And I'm, I'm assuming that me and you do not know where this youtubers credentials no so the youtubers just famous like, for causing noise and being ksi's friends so eddie hearn put it on and that's like okay. became a big thing yeah yeah i'm talking about the the pro fight still he just turned pro and then fought another yeah. youtuber that turned pro like there's no there's no legitimate background behind him in it. No. there's no science it's, behind it's literally just the name boxes. it's uh and I think because the pools, the pool brothers generate so much money, it's an interesting topic because you watch who they were training with. And this is the thing about Jake, like the guy who he was training with um, was, so he went to Eddie Reynoso for a week and was training with him and Ryan Garcia. And um, so he, he started to train with some big name people because he had the money. And after that, he started training with... Yes. Uh, one of uh, one of Floyd Mayweather's former uh, opponent. Oh, Sugar Shane Mosley, yeah. So Sugar Shane Mosley became Shane his full time coach. Um, he got a big team just training him. And to be fair, the guy started training like um, absurdly, like an absurd amount. Um, for a YouTuber, the guy started training every day. He was uh, putting himself through yes. ridiculous amounts of training, sparring uh, people like um, I Ivan Redcatch, people like that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. These are these are these uh, are pro boxes. Like that's like playing basketball with yeah, like no. you know, may rest in peace, like Kobe Bryant and playing basketball against like yeah, ballers. Man. Like you're you, like the. I must admit, I I like think that's G-Man, very smart. Daily on love like, as well. Very smart. Mayweather fight. Mayweather fighters. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. really uh, wow. He's been fought like. It's so strange because Fast I still don't take him seriously, but in the short, but all he's no, been no doing, way. like while it's what we talked about last week and what we talked about in the off time as well, like whereas some fighters, the professional fighters right now, because of the pandemic and everything are just sort of sitting down, taking it easy. This guy isn't doing that. He's, he li- literally just trains and trains and trains and trains and like, does whatever in the night, but then just goes back and trains and 
calls people out. And that's what he does. That's all he does. So I'm not saying he's going to be the next big thing or whatever, but he's definitely making the right noise. And people are taking notice because they, I, don't, I agree. they obviously find him annoying. So they're going to take notice and maybe... Mm. Yeah. He's... I, th- I think he's very. I think he's very smart mm. with what he's doing. I don't. I don't personally. I don't particularly yeah. like it, but I appreciate. I appreciate the um, strategy, Definitely. and that strategy is he's he is training like a demon. And with, when you have money, that allows you access to do certain Definitely. things. Now, when you when you have money, he can he can use that money to be a clown <laughs> in a club, or you can use that money. That's true. No, on, honestly, or you can use that money to hire some of the best pros in the king yeah. world and train with them. Yeah, because because apart from that, they don't care about you, some YouTube dude. They don't care. You're not you're not gonna get into exactly. the gym, bro. Exactly. You're not gonna get into the gym because you're a YouTuber, but you'll get into the gym if you got exactly. that money. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's great. Honestly, I I really really appreciate that strategy. And the fact is, he's training like a demon, but then he's calling out, he's calling out people yeah, man, that are not that that are not really training yeah. on his same level. Think about it. He's not calling out people that are on. Like, I mean, I I, I think the next fight is he's got a, a retired. That's come out of retirement. Ben, ben Askew, yeah. uh, uh, what good, UFC? Uh, very yeah, good and remember wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but remember, he's not. We're not talking about oh, exactly. Ben at his peak. And Ben, let's be real. Ben now. can't strike. He's not a Ben at his peak, and he's had well, that. <laughs> like we're talking, an MMA is different board game. We're talking grappling. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Stand up is stand up. That's why Con. That's why Conor McGregor did the stand up with. Mayweather, which is Queensbury yeah. Rules Boxing. Ain't Mayweather ain't doing going to mm. MMA. You can't it, it never re- goes the reverse. You it's very rare you will get a boxer go to MMA for like a YouTube type of yeah. exhibition thing. Because that's a whole that that's a whole, whole different, different chess. Unless board. you've been involved in two <laughs> worlds, then it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know grappling, mm. leave it alone. Leave it alone. If you don't know how to strangle a yeah. fella, leave it alone. Definitely. Straight up. Yeah, but I, I, I think you're I think that was a very good point what you said there, Ash. He does he does train like a beast, you know, and he uses his money. Yeah, to get that's the thing, like the best. Like, the you best can hate training. him and I personally don't like I really from what I've seen I'm I'm not the I'm not fond of him um as an individual and what he stands for, but his training ethic and his uh ethic on life as in success it's that's remarkable that you just have to fair enough like he's a young guy and he's smart. just giving it everything to to get what he wants it's very smart and it and then he calls out he's calling out people that are on yeah. his level no offense he is calling out people like on the um on the um social when i say social level i don't mm. mean hierarchy hierarchy is a different thing i mean like social like you yeah. know of him in it like sports personalities personalities and he's calling up personalities he's and i'm pretty like, sure yeah. he's calling up people that are not like he is training like a pro and he's only calling out social personalities i think, <laughs> I think that's also, very um, smart he also calls out just adding to that as well he's also been calling out like people like Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, but I think he knows he kn- he knows at the back of his head that he mm. he won't get those fights, but he does it to build his social profile even more. So some of the yes. stuff that he said about yes, Conor McGregor was disgusting, but he knew like oh he's not gonna buy it, like 
Because he's an, in the fight game, he's a nobody compared to Conor McGregor. But so therefore, McGregor won't bite. Yeah, and it's and it's a win-win. So, yeah, win. Just get more social. Conor's status. not gonna bite, and if he does yeah. bite, it's a win-win, isn't it? Like if if he bites, then all of a sudden he's gonna drop exactly. himself down to my level. Like you know, it's it's very smart. So as we move um, swiftly on, so we spoke about Zach Parker and uh, yeah. Van Alexander, on, and I didn't even know that. Devin Alexander mm. had a brother, full stop. And that was on the um, Frank Warren card. Frank Warren, it's, it's, you know what? Poor Frank. Know, yeah. Ever since Eddie's... <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Eddie... Eddie, like, Eddie... When he, Eddie took the business... You know when <laughs> the business is good? I mean, like, it's like the mafia, like, the business is good. This business is good, son. You just maintain the business. Eddie was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to accelerate this shit. Gonna, we're going global daddy we're going yeah. global now it's not just we're not just That's doing... so true. <laughs> yeah eddie's no joke eddie is no joke he has accelerated this guy was born with a sil silver spoon in his mouth he spit that his shit out and turned it into platinum amazing. his business acumen his business ethic he's making the fights yeah he's making the fights yeah he, he's Definitely. gone beyond daddy and and you know what I, I I got to congratulate him for that because he was given a really good mm. foundation. Like you know, Daddy's done a lot of work. What was what was Daddy's? I don't even ba remember Barry, Daddy's Barry first Hearn. name. That's how Eddie's gone on. Barry Hearn. There you go. Imagine that. Like when I first was watching boxing, I, I used to remember Barry Hearn. Barry Hearn used to do. Oh snooker. yeah, no, he did. Yeah, you're right. He used to do snooker. He used that. to do yeah. crucible, the snooker venues. Yeah, he used to do the snooker with um, Steve Davis, John Parrott, blah mm. blah blah, snooker players. You know, and then and then he's he went into the background and gave it to Eddie, and then Eddie just yeah. turned it super. Come to think of it, I've never seen <laughs> like obviously they've got like you can call it a beef like Frank Warren and Eddie, and they seem to hopefully. Hopefully it can be stable during the whole AJ Fury situation, but I've never seen them in the same room together. I keep trying to find a picture no, of them in the same no, room. No, it's almost like it's like no, it's it's like um yeah. it's like the superheroes, isn't it? You know, like like a like a Spider Man or, like the or deal super, has to be done Superman. First. You know, when you don't see them, oh, <laughs> you don't God. see them in the same room. Imagine that they just maybe they're the same person, <laughs> but they're just wearing a rubber mask. Oh wow! <laughs> don't see them in the same room. Yeah, so so um, from that card, let's jump to yep. the uh, matchroom card. We've got uh, Yusuf Super Kamara versus Kane yes. Baker. So we had yeah, we had Yusuf and Kane. I think Kane Baker was like fourteen wins, seven losses, no KOs. And Yusuf Kamara, he was undefeated. He still is undefeated. So Did you see that fight? I checked out some highlights and. From what I yeah. saw, they were quite thorough highlights, to be fair. It just seemed like Kamara c controlled the fight from the very beginning. He was like, especially in the first round, mm. um, he controlled him with the jab at the start, didn't allow him to come in. Um, Baker seemed quite tentative to me. Mm. I noticed that straight away he seemed very stiff. Like, um, very, very stiff. I actually yeah. became annoyed by the commentary halfway it, just because I thought they're so heavy leaning, leaning to Baker. Why? That was just like, right, I'm just going to turn it off for a little bit. And just see, just watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and Kamara just seems to control everything with the jab. Oh, and then shit. after he pushed him off slightly with the jab, when Baker tried to rush in slightly, he'd counter him, counter him nicely with some uppercuts, uh, with some hooks, spiteful shots that hurt him nicely. And he just continued yeah, doing it. He it was, was dominant. A, it was Very beautiful. dominant. Mm. Mm. 
it was a, a fifth round TKO, and and it was really good. I, I, the referee, the referee waved mm. it off with with Kane because Kane is very. Ju- I don't even think, I don't think before that fight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. Kane Baker's never been stopped. He's he's he doesn't have a bang because he has zero KOs, but he's very very durable. He is a he's a thoroughbred test for any up and coming boxer. Yeah, he definitely took a lot. Like he definitely is, absorbed is a lot. He good seemed like a tough guy. Yeah. And he fired back. He fired back, Ash. It's not yeah. like he just he just oh, took yeah, his shit. Nah, for sure. He was firing back, bro. For sure. He's he stayed in there. Like um uh, I, he definitely get he definitely gave, gave as well as he took. Like he he definitely did like put up gave yes. give some entertainment mm. for sure. I just still think that the le- like you said before, there are levels and he just wasn't at the same level. This was a like um No, no. Ah, I always get confused with his uh with his name. He always Kamara, Kamara, well, I was Kamara. thinking Hamza, all this different stuff. Yeah, Kamara. Uh, no, but he's got so many more dimensions to his game than from what I saw from Baker. He um, does, he does. But credit to Baker's toughness, though, because he was getting hit from some from some spiteful shots, for sure. He was, yeah, I agree. I did, you, you're absolutely right there. I would say that that fight, if that fight had um had 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 one word to describe yeah. it, I'd put levels. There was it was definitely Yusuf Kamara. I I don't follow Yusuf Kamara. I haven't followed yeah, his I haven't development. Either, to be fair. But I tell you what, mate, it, that guy is his mm. hands are nice, bro. Nice hands, man. Like he his jab was beautiful, and I and it was it wasn't it wasn't um forceful. It was like a, yeah. a relaxed style. His jab, and he could have he could have dictated that shit from the outside. But then when they did go inside, just like you said, those hooks and those uppercuts, and it was really lovely yeah, flowing it combinations. It, right? was, it was good to watch, like um, especially after I checked it out, it was it seemed very entertaining, uh, very entertaining, and also good to learn from as well. Nice combinations, very crisp combinations. Um, it's just he just picked him apart, literally picked him apart. Hmm. Definitely. And also on that card, let's go, let's jump from, that was a super featherweight contest with Yusuf Kamara and Kane Baker. Let's jump up to the fatties, heavyweights. The fatties. Eric Pfeiffer versus Ooh, Nick yeah. Webb. Now, yeah. Eric Pfeiffer, he's coming from, he's being managed by Dylan White. He's managed by Dylan White. He's undefeated. He's got seven wins, five KOs, Olympian. Isn't he a double Olympian as well? Like I think so, double you know, Olympian, yeah. I believe. And he's he's facing Nick Webb. Nick Webb, eighteen fights, eighteen fights. That's that's that is a big number compared to seven. Yeah, eighteen fights, sixteen wins, two losses, twelve KOs from Nick Webb. But the bookies. The bookies are on Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer is an undefeated two-time Olympian, and he was also in the WBS, mm. the World Boxing Series. Like he's got credentials. He's got a great, proven amateur pedigree background. I can see yeah. why oh, Dylan put him on the team. Sure. Like it's not. He's yeah, yeah. So he it's still it's still a test, but he mm. was meant to win this one. Like uh, oh yeah, I'm no. When I watched it, I one, was. Yeah? It was almost like so when I when I heard of I didn't know he was Dylan's man to start off with um, until until I got told by you obviously and then when I watched it he seemed to get hit by a shot at the start and that rattled him it just seemed mm. he seemed to be rattled 
throughout after. It and it wasn't did. noticeable straight away. Like True. it was it wasn't like he immediately reacted heavily, but he didn't seem the same after. And then after I don't think Webb realized it straight away, but when Webb did, then he started becoming more spiteful. And in the second round, well, he just it was very noticeable after that. Um he crumpled in a heap. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Second round was, KO uh, like bang. It was just night, I don't night. think I don't I think once he got rattled, Webb knew that he didn't really have the power to hurt him. Well, um, that uh, Pfeiffer didn't have the power to hurt him. And also Pfeiffer seemed to be throwing shots out of desperation and telegraphing some of those punches as well. Like it seemed way too easy to read some of the punches. I think he lost his like speed, his stamina because of being rattled early on as well. Um, yeah, he, he yeah. did. He, he seemed to stiffen up. He did. He he, he, he did stiffen up like, like pasta oh, yeah. left out to dry. <laughs> You know when you you just you just cooked a meal of pasta in a pot and you yeah. leave it a little bit and it gets all <laughs> stiff. Like he, he lost he lost that flexibility. He did. He, you're right though. He did lose that. It's like that, he suddenly uh, just he, he look. He suddenly looked like the smaller man. You suddenly realised that Styles is now playing a mm. playing a presence when it maybe before that punch it didn't, but now Styles is playing a presence like in that in that fight. Mm, yeah, definitely. That that went against definitely went against uh, how the mm. flow should have been with regards to that fight. Like on paper, Eric yeah. Pfeiffer should have had that. He should have had. He should have had that. But it's it's heavyweight boxing. Anything, One punch can change everything. Can yeah, that's right. That's that's like that's like watching yeah. your fiance kiss your best friend. <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> it changes what everything. Analogy. Perfect analogy. <laughs> I don't love. <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything. All right, so next, as we move on to now this fight here, oh my God, there was so much needle leading up to this. It was almost like the man in my road, like what, 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 what? Chris Congo, oh, yeah. Michael McKitson. <laughs> That's why I said that because there was needle in it. They were like they they've gone like mm. building up between them each other like. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. like it, bad, it was. It's beef, been building up. Gods. It has been building sure. up. Yeah. So that Chris Congo, Chris Congo. Let's set this up now. Twelve wins, seven KOs, no losses. You're riding a cloud. You're riding. You're riding a monkey magic cloud. You're cool. You're good. You're all right. Michael McKitson, nineteen wins, mm -hmm. two KOs. Yeah. So you ain't got the hands ain't as heavy, but you've. Yeah, but you've you've had like nineteen mm. wins against twelve wins. You've been in a few more fights. The experience at that at that young, steady stage, like if I was to break it down, ten wins versus twenty wins, it's yeah. almost like ten versus twenty True. fights. Like that's a big difference yeah. when you think about it. It's a big difference, and and I think it, personally, I think it showed. McKitson's his IQ. He I think his he was a problem. Is a problem, and he, <laughs> he was a he's a fucking. Problem. He's a fucking problem, bro. He yeah, was uh, awkward as fuck. Definitely um, Again, Chris Congo is an example of... I also want to add, I think, with Congo, I remember when we were talking about mm. this before, he was... He kept on mentioning Conor Ben, Conor Ben, Conor Ben, Conor Ben. He was really looking at that. And I'm just thinking, was he, was he guilty of maybe being, like, looking too far ahead and not focusing fully on the task at hand? It's been done before, and Joshua will yeah, tell you that. It's because he was before. really, he was really, really like, um, on, even on Twitter, I think, really just 
really being active. Not to, not rude about Conor Ben, but he really wanted that fight. He's been after it for a while. Um, and I just think mm. like he didn't expect the level of opposition that he got. He didn't expect it to be that tough, especially it when he got tough. dropped as it well. Was tough. It... Like, I, yeah, yeah, and, and that was unfortunate. Mm. Did you see that? Did you see the way he got dropped? Because he he got clipped. First of all, he got clipped. I think it was with a left. He got clipped yeah. with a left, and then he got clipped again. But because they're southpaw, because uh, McKitson was southpaw, so they've got their lead foots um, both respectively really close. Yeah. Their lead foot from a southpaw and orthodox. And as he got clipped the second time, he kind of tripped yeah, it's over almost the like foot. It's unfortunate, it, yeah. but that's boxing. Yeah, mm. but that's boxing, dog. Because if you didn't get that punch, you yeah. would have tripped over. So that just ha- that's just how it is. And, and and I think McKitson outworked yeah. him. I think one of the reasons why he won is that he kind of outworked him. His his raiding tactics, he you know, and his countering. Yeah, was really like Congo good. would he, Congo was, would was sort intelligent. Of, almost like he looked like he admired his work after hitting him with one good right hand. Then he'd get hit back with another four or five punches. Um, yeah, yeah, and, 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 it, and he would and reach in it. as well. Like. A, did you notice, Ash, that sometimes Congo yeah. would reach in and then when he reached in, he, he, obviously he, he wasn't able to make the distance and then he got clipped as he was, as he was coming yeah, back. Yeah, no, exactly. He, um, I think he overcommitted a couple of times as well. He just, he would hit him with a, f- a few good shots and then it was like he wouldn't follow, yes, on. He yes, wouldn't he follow did. through. He wouldn't switch it up. Um, and no. he just got, like, he can come again, for sure. I do think if he gets his head screwed on, probably he can come again, just do some, go through the gym, work hard again. But um, I don't think he was fully focused during this fight. I think maybe from what I saw, maybe the build-up, he just got too emotionally involved at the start or maybe was just thinking, oh, this guy's going to be quite easy or going to go straight for Conor Ben after this or just chasing Conor Ben. But he did seem to be a bit too emotionally involved for this. I think he didn't, and I don't mm. think he expected the level well, of opposition he was going to get. Mm. And that's and that's boxing, and that that would have been Chris's like that. That would have been like what is what is thirteenth, fourteenth fight, thirteenth yeah. fight, and and that's and that's and that's um uh, McKinson's. Like, McKinson was a tough fight. guy though. Like, a he, big, diff, like a big definitely difference. a very tough guy. So he could go on to. I hope he does go on to some uh, big things now, for sure. I think that's so. a big and thing he's for awkward. him. Now, he's an like, awkward it was fighter. Almost like when, and this is going up a few divisions, but when um, when Okoli fought uh, Chamberlain, at that time they were very yes at a similar sort of stage. It's like a cross. It's like a stepping stones fight. Um, so the the winner of this fight obviously could hopefully go on to bigger things, and Congo can also go on to bigger things. Man, just has to rework and tweak some mm. stuff. True. Yeah, very true. It's it's an opportunity for Congo to refine yes. himself. Like what I think that's what AJ's done. I personally, I do think after that Ruiz defeat, he needed to kick up his bum because, like he's he was looking beyond oh, yeah. Ruiz. Like he saw the belly, he saw the belly, he saw <laughs> the the moves, he saw the breasts, and he thought, you know what, my man's not nah. He can't do me nothing. Oh, he can't boy, do me Ruiz, nothing. But Ruiz he didn't realize came, this. This that is was just that's some still something else. Yeah. It was. And and the thing is, Ruiz fought his fight. I know we're digressing a little bit, but Ruiz did fight mm. his fight, and I don't think AJ was ready. Now, that wasn't the same mindset of AJ. That I think, I think AJ just fell in for the, for the... I think we just, like, we have to mention it. It's something that will always keep being mentioned when people have boxing discussions, like AJ and Ruiz. I think AJ just fell for the nice guy 
the nice guy approach by Ruiz, such a, a blatant approach where he was like, can I please hold the belt, sir? Can I please have this, sir? Can I please, I admire you, sir. And he just believed he everything. Did. He did. He, he believed did. everything. But he did. But, but dude, you should have watched the videos. At that level, exactly. you watch videos of your man in action. And in the second, in the second fight, <laughs> Ruiz was not like that at all. He would like, be like, if I was in the same position, I'd never give him a Hell no, that's right. And like it's obviously true. he still lost it's the true, second right? fight, but like there was just a yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Still, there was so much. You're absolutely right there. That that is a great example of kidology psychology. Um, there's like a mental war play there, and the thing is, I. At, at all the videos, you know, at that level, you always watch videos oh, of your opponent. That's a fact. You will. And and I think AJ watched all the videos. He would have watched all the videos of Ruiz, knew his strengths, knew his weaknesses, because I don't think Ruiz deviated from his own strengths yeah. and weaknesses. But that, yes, sir, no, sir, can I hold the belt, sir? I think that kind of disregarded all the videos oh, that he watched. Yeah. I think he forgot them. Yeah, like, I, honestly, I think he got he got um, um, massaged by yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, you got massaged, definitely, and you fell asleep, and then you woke up, and you were on a canvas, and you. I also think at that point AJ was just was. I think they were talking about AJ Wilder at that point as well. I think AJ was just yes, AJ was looking beyond. He was just focusing on. He was. He saw. He saw Ruiz's belly, (laughs) bruv. He saw Ruiz's belly, and he thought this guy ain't doing me nothing. He looked at the aesthetics, and I know I'm a hundred percent sure that they would have shown AJ the videos of your opponent. You do you always see the videos of your opponent, but whether you retain that information mm. is a different thing. It would have just gone through, go, gone into his head and just like out his ears or something. That's the way it looks. Yep, yeah, it did. And in, in those videos, would have shown him that Ruiz is very mm. good in the inside. His hands are quick. His hands are quick. His belly's big, but his yeah. hands are quicker. And a lot of the big baby okay, drama. As we just to, to add in a last note, I think a lot of the. AJ seemed really geared up for the big baby drama and invested a lot of emotional, like, um, bad intentions into that. Mm. He really seemed on fire for that. And then when it went to Ruiz, I just Mm. think he, yeah, he just sort of downplayed him. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's, like, he can just (laughs) have more out of shape than big baby. Uh, Got shown up. Mm. True. Very true. It's it's a definite, you know what, It's, it's, um, it's a lesson that, I think it's a lesson when you see a human being learn a lesson and this lesson was like yeah. public. It's not even a closed door lesson. Like this is a public lesson of you're on top, you're good and you fucked yeah. up. Like you, you cause you missed the trick, you did, you know, and he, and he came back that the lesson that he learned, I know some people say that he's a bit more tentative with his boxing. So I personally, I feel that, I feel like Joshua was reverted back to his Olympian style of boxing. Yeah, I remember we talked we talked about this uh, in the last podcast, didn't we? Like, um, I I think I felt for mm. sure he was a bit more tentative. Um, but yeah, like you said, you could argue that for sure he's he's just a bit more careful on how he picks his shots, and when he does realize his blood in the water, then he will go for it. Uh, yeah, he he did yeah, against I mean, Pulev. He boxed in the win personally. and he has to be a bit more careful and maybe not as crowd pleasing. And he should keep doing it because just get the win. That's the most important thing. Get the win. Yeah, that that's what the best do. That is what mm. the best do. Like as they get older, as they evolve, like from um like Hagler, mm. Hearns, um, Foreman, Mayweather, they you you have to change your style. As you get older, or even with your opponent in general, you gotta 
have, have to have different chess. That's the whole point of mm. the chessboard. Yes, bro. That's that's what we call Definitely. the levels. That's the levels. And I, and I, honestly, I think I think personally, I think AJ is very hard to yeah. beat because he's got feet that will take him out of trouble, and he's got a, and he's got a hook. Sorry, not a hook. He's got a jab. That the jab. I saw AJ's jab defined and evolved when he fought Parker. Yeah, do you remember yeah. that Parker fight? Yeah, and it was a very boring oh, God, fucking yeah. fight. It I was a Parker boring fight, bro. Was Honestly. just uh, very negative in that fight. I don't think it was ever. Yeah, it was a boring. Yeah, because fight, he, bro. he didn't give. He didn't try. Like he didn't give himself any. He didn't make it risky at all. So. Um, no, no safe and if he did that with time. Ruiz the first time, Ruiz he wouldn't himself have in it. bubble wrap and just think, hit. think about basically. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man, yeah, that that was. I, I remember um, Joshua. He said something um, at the end of that fight about is there's a statement, there's a there's a a quote. Um, I don't know if I can find it. I'm talking to you while I re- relay it freestyle. Something about um, right hooks are good, but jabs will take you around mm. the world or something like that. There's a quote. That, I don't know if that sounds familiar. Have you ever heard that quote? It's a boxing I mean, quote about the jab I, I don't taking you around heard, the world. I don't know if off the top of my head if I've ever heard that quote uh, specifically, but the jab sets up all combinations, sets up every punch of the book. Um, uh, Andre yeah, Ward's yeah. talked about it many a time. He, he can be, you can win fights and put your jab is, at all. Here is the the hook the the um I found it. It's called the right hand can take you around the block, but the jab will take mm. you around the world. That's true. And and that is that that is that's Joshua. He said that at the end of that Parker fight. It was a boring ass fight, but I knew what he I see the intelligence behind that that boring man. Probably also a sly digger it was uh, a, Deontay Wilder as well <laughs> down there. <laughs> probably now that you mentioned it. Probably. Probably. So, so that was we've spoken about uh, the the zone slash matchroom card with Campbell Hatton, his debut, uh, Zachary Parker and and Vanix Alexander on the Queensbury Frank Warren card. Back to the the zone card, we spoke about Pfeiffer and Nick Webb, Chris Congo as well with Michael McKitson, which we've just finished speaking about. We did not mention. I must admit, here's yeah. another upset, like. For this was for the vacant British, vacant Commonwealth Super Middleweight Championship, Lennox Clark, Willie Hutchinson. I actually didn't see this fight, so enlighten me. What happens? This fight. Look, while, while I'm talking to you, yeah. go put the highlights on. Put the highlights on, Ash. Yes, while I'm talking yeah. to you, this fight is is basically uh, Willie Hutchinson's like 13 wins. Nine KOs, zero losses. Like Willie Hutchinson is like, he's like the Eddie Murphy golden child. Like the, oh, <laughs> he's the golden oh, child. Wow. Bruv. He, he's the golden. Like, honestly, all bets are on Willie. Like this, this is like the next. He's he's like he's meant to be the next thing. Who was um was it Burns? Ricky Burns, Scottish fighter. Yeah, Ricky Burns. Yeah, One yeah, of the best Scottish Ricky fighters, Burns. Ricky Burns. Yeah, yeah, he's like. They've, they've, they're saying Willie Hutchinson is the next Ricky Burns. Like there's, there's a whole nation, a whole nation in, in, in like within the back of Willie Hutchinson's bandwagon, you know, in, including the vodka too. Oh. Cause you know, they like vodka in Scotland. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just being a bit cheeky, but you know, they like a drink in Scotland, mate, in Glasgow. But anyway, you got Lennox Clark, Lennox Clark, 19 wins, mm. one loss, one draw, seven KOs. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So so Lennox is not Lennox is not the guy here. It's about mm. Willie Hutchinson like hitting another stepping stone as he moves his way up to that so he upper was echelon where Warren, um, Burns was. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he's fighting on the front, and it's the main event on the on the Queensbury card. Oh, Frank okay. Warren's Queensbury um, stuff. It's the main event. Take yeah, take a look. It. Have you watch are you was you yeah, able to find it? it? Yeah, there you go. Fifth round TKO inside stoppage. work at the moment. In the first in the second round. Nice yes. inside work. Yes, there you go. There you go. Yeah, talk so about what you're watching, bro. What I can, well, what I can see at the moment, they're but well now I switched to the sec the last bit of the second round. But Willie seems to have a decent jab, controlling the distance. Um, because yep. yeah. he's he's got technical. Yeah. Willie's good. Lennox he's good. Come bro. in, Willie will just push him off the way. Come in with some uppercuts on quick combinations. Um, so at the moment, it looks like Willie's just being quite dominant. Uh, Lennox is Lennox is mm. catching him, um, but Willie seems to be having the measure of it at the moment, from what I can see. He's got him in the got him against the ropes mm. at the moment. End of the round. Oh, he's so, so he's from the Ingle Gym as well. Ah, I see. Yes. And you know, Ingle Gym, that like their footwork yeah. competent, bruv. <laughs> their footwork is that's different. Oh, okay. He's got Johnny caught. Nelson, now. Wait, he got caught. He got caught by Lennox Hamid. there. Now he's mm. turning him around again. That's one thing I've noticed that Willie's doing really well turning him around. Turning him around. I'm on what four, round well, you I'm on, on five now. I'm on five. Five, there you go. Okay, there so now go. he's got Karen, Karen, the ropes, commentating for us. Lennox please. is going to town at the moment. Oh, okay. Lennox is called. Oh, jeez, oh, okay. I did not see that coming at all. I did not see that coming Shit. at all. That's a shock. That, that was, was a... quick, innit? Oh, it's that was off. quick. It was quick. Oh, no. Yeah, there you go, oh, bro. Oh, God. So all this time, I was like, right, okay, yeah, Willie seems to be having the measure of him. Willie's, like, controlling it. And then he's just got pushed into the. Maybe the only thing I could say is he got a little bit tired, a little bit, com, little bit complacent, having his hands down a bit. But also, can't really say complacency because uh, Lennox has sort of just been infighting him, getting his hands up and pushing him down, and bam. It's the infighting, yeah. Very tough fight. Yes, Lennox. I, done, I agree. Man. He is. He is. And 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 to be honest, on the Looks outside, you can bigger, see the, like the quality older, of of Willie. Like, um, like Willie, look, Willie's mm. got the height advantage, but Lennox just seems a lot broader, like a like that typical, like um, where is he from America? No, um, no, 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 oh, no. He's, he's UK. He's he's a UK fighter, and and Willie Willie had he had height oh, and he had reach, yeah. so Lennox had to get inside. Yeah, if you can see how that fight went along as you was watching those highlights, again, and then he was crumpled. Yeah, and and at that time when he caught him, it's like his head was literally on Willie's yeah. chest when he caught him. Like he's in completely. You can't get much inside than that, you know. To get inside of Willie, you'd you'd have to be doing something which is very intimate. Mm. That's the closest you got to get inside. It's to like Willie, in yeah. the end, I've noticed he switched and, and, off. Yeah. Of, well, sort a very similar way to what Sean Porter does: just relentless aggression, relentless aggression, almost backed him onto the ropes and just kept going. Um, mm. But gave himself yeah, enough space to swing his, his arms as he well. Took advantage he, of the he, shorter, didn't, he didn't smother his own work. He uh, definitely seemed to do that. Yes, he did. He did, and and uh, I think I think Willie, I think Willie was guilty of. Did you notice that as he as Willie went in and out? Yeah, the chin was in the air. The chin. He was definitely way was not air, comfortable uh, later on standing against the ropes and having him on the inside. He definitely did not seem comfortable. Mm. Uh, he was comfortable in the center of the ring because he knew he could sort of. 
push him out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, that's right. And then he yeah. had the, he had the feet to go back as well. If you're in the center, you can you know exit. Yeah. He got so many exits ropes, when you're in the center. You could just see like his energy meter just going all the way down. Mm, true. Yeah. So that that was a major upset to be honest, because Lennox Clark was not mm. in the script. Dude went meant to win that. He oh, wasn't meant to God. take that. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah, remember Willie Hutchison, undefeated, great prospect. There's big things touted mm. for Willie Hutchison. And, you know, uh, and yeah, that is, yeah, that, that fifth round TKO stoppage inside right hook. Like, yeah, that wasn't meant to happen. That was, that was a big upset on that on that card. Yeah. And that's Anything boxing, man. One punch can change everything. Yes. So um, I think I think pretty much that's I think we've run through the domestic stuff mm. of boxing with regards to these shores in this country. Let's yep. jump over to UFC. What's been going on in UFC? Like UFC in Goué, <laughs> in Goué, Fran- uh, we'll just call him Francis. Don't I- <laughs> Francis and Garni. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say Francis and Garni. There you thank you. It's a hard but, name yeah, to pronounce. It's a hard name names, to pronounce, man. Look, Ash, I just have a I have a problem pronouncing Smith. <laughs> it's just how it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's just how it is, man. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, that that was interesting. Did you yes. see the first? So fight? the first fight, I'll be honest, I was more, I was less less educated as I am. I'm still learning a lot about MMA and UFC, but I was far less educated. Mm. I was basically a McGregor fanboy. That sort of a guy. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, all enough. I knew really was. McGregor, Diaz, and Khabib. So I still had a lot to learn. Obviously, I knew about John Jones and stuff. Okay, that, that's yeah. that, that's a good foundation. Though. They, those are good fighters. And Diaz oh, has man, been in the yeah. game for a long time. Uh, yeah, Diaz that's not a newcomer. just for his fighting style and his passion, his relentlessness. I love that guy. The guy can... Um, and he's... Even in boxing, mm. like he's um, really trained at some of the... Uh, like the best gyms with some of the best fighters. And he's, he's very respectful outside as well. Um as long as he's like off the gear, you can hear him talk properly and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 do they do? There's those brothers. They do like triathlon. Yeah, no, they like time. had like a wealth. Like, what the of, hell? They've had what had a wealth hell? of sporting experience. Like I think people just uh, they they stereotype them as just some hillbillies, but there's so much more than um, what they sometimes sound like and stuff like that. They're actually well educated guys, um, wealth of knowledge as well. What they do, mm. yeah. So, so, um, Francis and Stipe, the first fight, Stipe controlled yeah. that with his wrestling. Like, Stipe, like, stand up with, with Francis. Mm. Good luck, go on, then. <laughs> Good luck with the stand up. Yeah, you, you know what? It's, 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 you might as well put a blindfold across your face and walk across the M25, and you might have better chance. Like, like, the fr- stand up with Francis is very, it's, it's interesting because Francis, if he touches yeah, you, he's like, wow, you go and sleep, man. The first, you first go and sleep. What I noticed was like, yeah, um, and uh, oh. even though he caught him, even so, even though Francis did catch him a couple of times, he didn't, I think that was the difference between that fight and this fight. He didn't, um, really have anything else that Stipe needed to worry about, so he didn't make the use full use of his size, um. Or anything else like that. So Stipe could actually take him down a couple of times as well. Um, and Ro- Francis got gassed, I think, in the third mm. round. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I may even, I may even yeah. argue that he got gassed a bit earlier, second round, personally. Definitely, he did. Um, he gassed. He gassed, and um, 
I think near the end of the, I think either the second or the third round, um, Stipe almost had him in a chokehold, but then the um, the round got a, uh, it finished. The round finished, so it was it was a lucky mm. escape for him and stuff. But obviously during this fight, there were major changes. There were major changes, and um, he's gone from being yeah. a slugger, Francis, gone from being a slugger to a fighter now, and that's what is now. I think I'm going to quote Teddy Atlas, not word for word, but he basically said, so we've seen a big guy who was powerful but couldn't fight, now has become a a big guy who can fight, and that is scary. That is the truth. Mm. Mm, yeah. I see, I see that point of view from from um, the almighty Teddy Atlas. Mm. I, I see that still, honestly, because that 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 first fight, he's yeah, yeah. he's like it, almost like Frankenstein trying to. It's like it's like Frankenstein <laughs> trying to take your head off, yeah. which is crude. It's it's a crude thing. It's very crude, but it touches you, and he touched Stipe a couple of times in that first fight. But it was just very robotic, very Stipe crude. Had one there was no fluidity though, like, to it. It was first no. Fight, you could see. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, does. He still has that chin. You're right. You're absolutely right. But this second fight, Ash, the second fight at one point. Francis oh, took God, yeah. he, he back. folded like um, he folded <laughs> he like you know one of those back. those armchairs that you put for a barbecue in the garden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he when he knocked him down, he did he oh. did fold him after the punch. Did you I don't know if you remember the, the yeah. uh, it was the first round that Stipe went for um he went for um yeah uh, a takedown and then Nganu Nganu put his body weight on him ended up swiveling on his back. It reminded me of like Kurt <laughs> Angle at his best during oh. those WWE wrestling days. Yeah, he took his, he like he's, he, Francis spun round, took his back and started to bang yeah. his head like like a fist on, on a clock. It was raw. amazing. It's man. Raw. I, I would never think that he would it's take his raw, back. It's unfiltered power, man. It's just, uh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like, um, the power that the guy has and the, the, how now he's utilizing his size with it as well. Uh, yeah. He was intelligent. It's a completely different fighter and level change to what we saw in the first fight, for sure. True. Very true. And also in the UFC, what's going oh, on with Woodley? <laughs> the losses keep a piling Wood, I tell you what, do you know? Uh, it's, it's very it, sad. <sighs> Have you noticed that these losses... Do you remember when Woodley was trying to do everything? At one point, he was doing films, Netflix, TV. He was <laughs> making an album. He was doing a hip-hop album, like some album. He was doing acting, TV. Trying to go he down the pundit, And he was still active. Like, but he yeah. was doing everything at the same time, Ash. I remember that. I think it was like maybe three, three years mm. ago, two years ago. Because COVID, for some reason, COVID is like a quantum leap. You forget that COVID's been there for about a year now we've been <laughs> with this bullshit. Like, it's easy to forget, isn't it? Honestly, a year Madness. of fuckeries, and it's 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 easy mm. to forget that it's been that long. But, yeah, I, I remember Woodley was doing a lot of things. Even some people were saying that he's doing yeah. too much. Like, you know, you're doing a bit... from his craft and didn't really focus on it, like, and be argued. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then, um, well, now he's come back to his craft. It just ain't yeah. been right ever it's, since, uh, bro. I think as well, the last... So, obviously, um, before, he fought, before he fought O'Malley in this fight, the last three opponents really... Well, I know, I know Jokers. They're big-name opponents as well. So, the last three opponents yeah. that yeah, he fought absolutely. really must have taken a lot out of him as well. Um 
just spiritually as well um spiritually just you you i think you tend to lose heart after you challenge the best and you obviously as a fighter you think you are the best you have to think you're the best you have to think you have a chance against these guys to be the best like anyone who doesn't want to do that they're probably fighting for different reasons but i'd like to believe he was fighting for to become the best and stuff and when you lose to three of the best then that's going to really hurt you really hurt you doesn't matter who you are um inside i think it takes something from you yeah yeah you're absolutely right bro you're right and his last loss vincent lucu lucu i think i'm pronouncing it right lucu l u q u um, let's just call him yeah. Vincent, like Francis. We'll just call him <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> so Vincent, Vincent, Vincent beat him. And it, I think it was a, a little bit of a, I think the matchup, the matchup's difficult. Once again, if you step into any squared circle or octagon or or even the mat, even a, a jujitsu contest, a judo contest, any form of contest, you step into the arena, you're, you're good, man. You've got heart. Definitely. You've got heart, you know? But there's <laughs> levels to this shit. <laughs> this level, there's levels to this shit, and um, Woodley, I don't think he's at that yeah, level anymore, man. Either that, or he just—he really hasn't. Um, he's not living the life. Um, I think, yeah, the level. Either the level's gone, or the heart's gone. The, um, or the body's just not what it was, or he's just not living the life. And um, if he's doing multiple things at once and just his head's in other areas, then he's not going to have the same successes that he once did or was touted for. No, no, no. And and you mentioned some of the losses. He's lost to Colby yeah. Covington. He's lost to Gilbert Burns. Like, he's... The, and they are big losses, like you said. And, and we're talking losses... We're not yeah, talking those losses against mediocre people. Mm. This is against the elite. That's right, bro. It's the cream of the crop. And so it's even more so to stay yeah. at that cream of the crop level... Like there's levels to this shit. You to stay at that level, like your your better, you know, your bread better be buttered correctly, 100%. or it's just gonna get stale, 100%. man. So um, I, I I'm a Woodley fan. I am a Woodley fan because I like his explosive wrestling style. And I yeah, like he his came he style, came out very explosive. He, he looked when he was mm. engaging and attacking. He looked very mm. explosive, but as soon as it was coming back at him, he just then turned from looking very good to like a fish out of water. He had no no answer. He was almost, he was getting hit and just throwing blind punches back when he could have just moved off, uh, parried some of the shots, just done anything, moved mm. his head, moved his body, just got out of the way. But he just didn't do that. He just continued firing aimless punches and getting, well, caught. And it was sad to see because you know he's got yeah. that ability to defend himself. You know he has the ability to move off. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've seen him better. It's, it's it's sad because his his performance has been better than his last performance. Like at his best, Woodley at his mm. best, man. This guy is no joke. He's quick. He's swift. He's powerful. He's, he's explosive. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's one too many wars, or like you said, you know, when you don't study your craft because he's doing a multitude of other things as well. That yeah. taking your it takes your time. It's taking away the time that you need to be training on your conditioning, your nutrition, your cardio, your striking, your drills. Like, you, you know, you can't... How are you going to fit in exactly. drills and, and fit in studio it's time like, at the um, same time? to digress onto right, to boxing to make a direct comparison. Uh, AB, he suddenly makes a music career, then he goes on rap tours, and then 
he's like trying to get his fight at the same time. Mm. Then he gets involved in uh, car accidents and like drugs and oh god, that's, that's nah, a different thing entirely. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you gonna go on a rap? You gonna go on a rap tour? I know you ain't doing press ups in between concerts, exactly. bro. You <laughs> fucking groupies. You're doing coke and fucking groupies. You're drinking some of that oh, that man. crazy purple water shit. You're fucking groupies and you're and you're rapping. You exactly. ain't doing press ups and pull ups in between your tour. You're not mm. doing shadow boxing. Let's be real. Come on now, multi millionaire. On Definitely. a rap tour, especially with the platform that he had, he's uh, just uh, it's a shame, it's a real shame. But with, especially with some of these, some mm. of these like uh, fighters now, like um, Javonna Davis, is different, another example, nowhere near as bad as Brona. Oh man, what did he? I, I remember, yeah, you, you spoke to me, we spoke about this, remember, yeah. it was after our last um training session. Remember that, and he was telling me that I think 15 the crashed the like 10 to 15 uh, four people. charges against him. Like, surely, like, unless there's some Jesus. mystics Jesus. in the background, I can't see those charges being lifted. No, bro, you're gonna need to have, like, mm. I said it to you once, I'm gonna say it again, bro. You need to have a yeah. super duper OJ lawyer, yeah, OJ lawyer. Like the glove ain't fitting. Yeah, the team of OJ. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't think that's that's what money gets you in in the court system. Floyd will help him out with that, or I don't I don't know. I I I think I think money will only do so much. Honestly, with with what you got there, and especially when in America, you know they got this blame thing. Like you, I I think they they got this joke about when um. (laughs) <laughs> like lawyers follow ambulances in their cars, and then they and then they they're talking to the people. You just had an accident. Yeah. You know you can charge yeah. for that. You can claim for that. I can be in your counsel. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I think people. I've I've heard it many a times. I don't come from America. I ain't in there. But I've, I'm just saying from what I've seen on the outside. Sometimes when very powerful mm. people like, if you touch me, I'll sue you. Like it's not, like really like if you touch me, I'll sue you. It's not even about don't hurt me, Literally. don't break my ribs, don't break my nose. Like, yeah, come and do it then. Like this nose will get me a meal. You touch my ribs, that's two mil. Like that it's, it's they that do blame, live in a very different like, world, type of uh, blame society. In thing. America, they uh they do really they grow up very differently. They they look they look at people very differently. Like I mean you'd you'd expect the difference, like, if you're going to talk about stuff like class and stuff or the way people look at each other to be in, and the West always say this is something that happens in, like, the third world countries, as they like to term it, the third world countries, but the same thing happens in America, and maybe to a worse extent. It's, uh, it goes on. Mm. Now, imagine getting hit. Imagine getting hit by a young, by a young black man in a Lamborghini exactly. and you get hit. You ain't going to claim <laughs> shit? Exactly. <laughs> you ain't claiming shit. Like you, you, you're told like for every broken bone, yeah. bone that might be like two hundred and fifty G or something. I don't know. I don't know, but I know there's a and massive he, blame is, game just, culture. Like charging for more stuff. Like say, oh, I was shocked, and oh, I got like whiplash maybe, and then get some more charges added on. Mm, mm, for real. But on that note, on that merry, lovely note, we're yeah. gonna wrap this up now, man. Okay. You know what? We covered a lot here. We covered a lot. The domestic scene. There was a lot of fights going on in the domestic scene. Once again, big up, big up, big up yeah. to Mr. Dylan White. Yeah. 
revenge is black and white and and he's made that happen and that was good performance good performance i don't think his opponent was the same dude that beat him the first time but hey we'll just leave that to opinion ash um ash Thank you, thank you, thank you so much from ta- for taking part and being on this show. I, I hope to have you on Most the show again, coach. Ash. Thank you thank for you having me much. and thanks to everyone for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Yes, I'm, I'm sure they did, man. I, I'm sure they did, Ash. And um, I hope this is going to be the second time of many, many, many other times that me and you um, just share our points of view and we just talk about the, the passion and for the sure. love for, for combat sure. sports I, I that we have. I look forward to being on here again, definitely. Most definitely. Excellent, excellent. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in to the Punch Touch podcast. It's been great having you. And remember, 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 okay? It's not just talk. We just don't gas here. Like, I'm called Coach T for a reason. If you need to find uh, somewhere where you can get resources on how you can improve your physical health, uh, and health is wealth. Without that, there's no point in life. So if you want to get anything, any information about nutrition, any information about quick workouts, check out www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk. That's www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk. You can find Coach T on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram doing some crazy stuff as I do my workout, trying to fight against the big belly because I like pizza and cake, and that's just being real. (laughs) It's all good. All right, guys. Peace.